Hello and welcome to the PR department podcast. You're through to your host Katie Braden and this is episode 49. Wow, 49 episodes of me just talking about all things PR. Who knew there were so many things to talk about? Um, So today we are going to be talking about another one of my what's going to be big in marketing and PR theories and that is the revival of what we call guerrilla marketing. Um, So guerrilla marketing in a nutshell is an advertising strategy that uses unconventional tactics to attract the attention of customers. Um, It's basically what was used as an alternative to traditional marketing being print media, television commercials, billboards, direct mail, emailers, social media, blah, blah, blah. So guerrilla marketing is like a more unconventional idea or method. So I would say that the brand that has reignited guerrilla marketing for me anyway is um, Jacques Mousse. And I think it all started with them doing their giant bag campaign, which I'm not sure if it was the first one that they did, but it's the first one that I remember where they had like giant versions of their bags made and they were put on top of like these vehicles and they were driving them up and down these streets in Paris and people were just seeing like these giant bags like driving past them. Um... And they were huge, like absolutely massive. Um, And that, I think, was a few years ago. Um, And since, they've had like so many different campaigns in a very similar vein using their giant bags. So they were like floating one down the river in Paris. And, you know, they've done all these different advertising campaigns, basically, with these giant bags, which is a form of guerrilla marketing. Um... And we've seen so many brands now copy it. But what we're seeing is the use of AI. So, for example, like I saw an advertisement this morning on TikTok from Vivian Westwood and they'd wrapped one of their bracelets around a red phone box in London um, and it was like an ad on TikTok so it was like a version of the Jack Moose giant idea um, but obviously it's not real it's made out of AI. Um, another version was done by Ikea and I don't believe that this one was AI I think it was real where I think they'd covered scaffolding of a building to make it look like a giant Ikea bag very very much like a ripoff of the Jack Moose giant bags um, but obviously in their own way. Um, Victoria Beckham has done versions of this um, and one that is sort of most memorable to me as of recent was the Rimmel um, Mascara advertising campaign which if you haven't seen it please go on to tiktok and look it up now it's the one that was on the tube where basically the tube is coming into the platform in the frame and the tube has eyelashes on the front so the front of the tube is sort of like an eye and the top of the tube is the eyelash 
And then the mascara wand is sticking out over the top of the tube line. So as the tube goes past, the mascara wand brushes the eyelash. And for the longest time, I thought that was real. Like, I thought that that was set up in some tube station in London. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then I realized that it's AI. And I was impressed, but also upset because I was like, people would flood to go and see that. But then I suppose from a logistic perspective, you can't have people you know taking pictures and content and encouraging them to do that in a tube station because it would cause absolute carnage unless you did it in like I don't know crouch end where it's like the I don't know the end of a line and it's not busy I don't know um but yeah that was AI but I do feel like this revival of guerrilla marketing has come from Jack Moose and it is genius because over the last few years we've we've not really seen much in terms of guerrilla marketing like I feel like during the 90s and the early 2000s guerrilla marketing was really big and it was like probably like the biggest ad spend when it comes to dividing PR budget um like I remember sitting in PR meetings and we would come up with ideas for guerrilla marketing um and those would always be like the sort of big sell to the client like oh we're gonna you know turn an entire street into your brand or whatever it is like it was always these big events like think about it um from I mean Emily in Paris is a really warped version of what it means to work in marketing but in the episode where she um puts the bed in the middle of Paris and people can go and lay and take content in the bed and have this like really serene experience in the middle of Paris like that is a version of guerrilla marketing so we would basically come up with those ideas and then pitch them to the client um and it was means of getting media because at the time social media and Instagram was only just starting when I was sort of like in these meetings where these guerrilla marketing ideas were really prevalent um you know social media wasn't really a tool that we were utilizing and these guerrilla marketing techniques were all about getting the attention of media because they were like crazy stories and also you can invite the journalists along to experience said marketing activity and it's like a cool version of event that's not just like a showroom or you know just sending someone a press release like it's an actual cool story that is then attached to a product so for example in Emily in Paris I believe the product was a mattress um so by creating this experience it is the brand association with the mattress brand that makes it cool like it's not the experience is not about trying the mattress the experience is about laying in this crazy environment in the middle of Paris but it's the association with the mattress that makes it marketing for the brand Anywho, so that's really, really died out, I feel, in the last probably like five years, maybe even longer, maybe like seven years. Like, you very, very rarely see any sort of like big scale guerrilla marketing. And I think the reason for that is because social media was working so well. So, Instagram, the algorithm was really favorable. You had bloggers, which are like this new generation of journalists and press. Um, you know, you have all these different avenues that you can now strategically promote whatever you are promoting. Um, there's a lot of gifting, whereas gifting to people outside of journalists wasn't really a thing before, unless you're a celebrity. 
Um, so yeah, I think a lot of strategies and marketing budgets were put into paying influencers, doing sponsored posts, um, you know, that kind of thing, which is what we've been so heavily focused on across PR marketing and advertising for well over five years now. It's been very, very influencer sponsored post heavy, um, you know, collaborations, all that jazz. But now, I think we're seeing the revival of guerrilla marketing because brands are trying to get cut through in a very, very saturated market. Um, so I've talked about the influencer saturation on this podcast many times before. But in brief, I think we've like out-influenced ourselves and it's gotten to the point where there are more influencers than there are average people. Like, so many people even the normal people you and I like I do it myself guilty as charged um you know we create content of our everyday lives and even though we're not getting sponsored or paid for it we're still promoting products with our content and we're all becoming UGC creators so therefore the people who are on the platform we're just constantly selling to each other all the time so consumer sensitivity to being sold something or getting excited about a product is like virtually nothing like I could have 10 people telling me to buy a lipstick on TikTok and I wouldn't buy it because I'm so used to being sold to I'm like desensitized to being sold to especially when I'm in social media mode so when I'm scrolling through social media a couple of years ago I would have been very open to shop you know you see something you like you shop it and you know I still do that now sometimes but nowhere near as much like when I'm on TikTok if someone's selling me something or promoting something or doing an ad nine times out of ten I will not be interested in buying it because I'm just being sold stuff every two seconds so it's not special to me it's not exciting it doesn't care I don't care who it is I'm not buying it so I think brands are really struggling because obviously with the rise of influencers, influencers are asking for more and more and more money for their sponsored posts. So the budgets are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the ROI and the sales return that they're getting on those budgets is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, so another thing that I've talked about on the podcast before is that con um, doing sponsored posts now is very much so more about a content creation element which I do think is worth the money because as I said before if brands were to try and shoot these videos themselves in a studio with a model and a team and all that jazz it would cost them far more than a sponsored post so it is worth it in terms of spending with an ROI of content creation however um you know, when your budgets are going into the like 10, 20, 50, 100,000 a post and they're not really getting an influx of customers and sales or repeat customers for that instance, um, you know, how can you justify that? And also, even if you're doing a sponsored post and that person's followers are seeing it, it's not big enough to like warrant that spend. But this is where guerrilla marketing comes in I think the essence of guerrilla marketing is really amazing at tapping into the excitement of the average person and where I just talked about how we've all become like content creators we've all become UGC creators whether we like it or not like 
if I'm go if I'm in Paris and I see a giant Jacquemus bag flying past me down the street, like am I probably going to post a story about it or post a TikTok about it or post a reel about it? Yes, because that's just the way our brains work. And that wasn't the case before. Like back in the 90s, you would go and see this guerrilla marketing, you would see it and you would go home. Like you would maybe tell your friends, but you wouldn't have the power to create content the same way as a journalist can and post it out for the world to see and to share it with other people and to encourage other people to go and see it and to, you know, do all this stuff. Whereas now you've got every single person has a phone in their hand and every single person has the ability to promote your brand via their own personal you know, everybody's got a community, even if you've got 600 followers, those are 600 followers that you probably know, do you know what I mean? Like, it's basically the, the, um, what is the word? The modern day equivalent of word of mouth is sharing on Instagram or sharing on TikTok. Um, you know, there's that ongoing joke on TikTok of like, I will continue to post my content for the 300 girlies who follow me. Like, those 300 girlies are still following you and they're still watching you and you still have an influence and you still have a voice in that community. So I think this is what guerrilla advertising is sort of coming back to. It's coming back to how can we tap into the average person and now in our modern day society, how can we convert that modern day average person who's not an influencer, doesn't have a following, but into a content creator for the brand? Do you see where I'm going with this? I was putting these thoughts together this morning and I thought, you know what? It's quite clever this. Um, So the only thing about guerrilla marketing that is a downside is that it's really difficult, well it used to be, very very difficult to track um, the return on investment because obviously to make gigantic bags, put them on cars or whatever they're on and drive them up and down Paris and also get in like the city's approval for something like that, um, you know, it's logistically heavy, it's health and safety heavy, um, it's budget heavy and to really like be able to take all of that resource from the brand usually there has to be like a really strong ROI like for example if I'm placing an advert on TV um, nine times out of ten I'll be able to tell you on average how many pairs of eyes are going to see that and therefore I can justify that cost with um, guerrilla marketing it's quite hard to pin down that return on investment until social media obviously comes into play which is now where we are in this day and age where everybody is a content creator you can go online and really see like how far that content is going um you know how many people are tagging you posting about it using a hashtag like I'm not a lover of a hashtag but you know, key search terms, things like that. Like if after you've launched your giant Jackmoose bag to go around Paris, like I can hop onto TikTok, type in Jackmoose or Jackmoose bag Paris, and I can see all of the content that has been, you know, created and shared. I can follow the Jackmoose hashtag and see how many impressions it's had. You know, it's a lot easier now to actually follow and track that ROI. But again, the the ROI of these exercises and the return of guerrilla marketing I think 
is to engage the average person who is completely desensitized to advertising even obscure advertising via like sponsored posts and things like you can try and convince me that it's not an ad all day long but the average consumer now knows it's an ad so you know you have to do something that's actually different and actually impresses them um as opposed to trying to sell to them because it's just not working um so guerrilla marketing for me is really like engaging the average consumer and having them think oh that brand's really cool as opposed to being like you should buy this bag you know it's a very different approach that I personally really really love um so yeah I feel like at the moment guerrilla marketing it's really the battle of the big brands and the big brand budgets um it's not enough for them to gift a load of people anymore. Um, as I said earlier, I really think that gifting strategies, especially with you know luxury brands that have got big budgets, like it's not enough just to be gifting people anymore. Um, like for example, Chanel went through this phase where they were doing like a ton of gifting, and they brought out a bag. I think it was last year. I can't remember. I feel like it was this time last year. They brought out that bag that sort of looked like it looks a bit like a bin bag. Like it's very soft and squishy, and then it has like the chain straps on the top, and it was more like a a sack as opposed to like a structured Chanel bag. But they basically gifted it to every single like key fashion influencer you could think of they all obviously had been told they had to create a certain number of content with this this bag and it got to the point where I hated this bag so much because I was seeing it over and over and over again on all of these people who I know for a fact make all of their money from sponsored posts because they're very like key fashion influencers like they're not just interesting people on Instagram they were like my job is an influencer kind of people and it got to the point where I hated the bag so much and I was just like I cannot stand this bag because I've just seen it so many times and I know a lot of my friends were like feeling the same way like you just couldn't get away from it it was everywhere um and it had the adverse effect because I didn't want it um and it made me hate it before it was even available to buy because my Instagram was so saturated with it and it was really obvious people um so I think brands like Jacques Mousse, like they know that that is the case therefore like yeah they may gift a couple of people but it's more like stylists and like interesting people not like your typical I'm sponsored by every brand fashion influencer um like another sort of angle to this is the recent um Victoria's Secret show which I'm still trying to process process it because it was very very strange but they tried to do this thing where they were tapping into like the normal person and like the average person and how like the average person creates content and everyone's an angel and all this stuff and it just didn't work like it just fell so flat like people were not interested in it and I'm pretty sure I've seen a few articles now where there's actually been like a drop in sales after that because people were just like what is going on um 
like it wasn't engaging it wasn't inspiring it wasn't like oh wow look at this cool thing that they've done like that there were so many options for them to do something cool like a giant jack moose bag driving down paris driving through paris but instead they just put like wings on girls with t-shirts and jeans and it just didn't hit the mark um and that's another example of like brands trying to hit this like mass quote-unquote normal person audience and not understanding that that audience wants to be inspired like they want to see something different like they want to see old school exciting marketing tactics and they want to share it with their friends and they want to post the content and they want to engage with the brands that are doing these things but brands are just not giving it to them and when they don't give it to them they sort of the consumer turns their back which is exactly what has happened with Victoria's Secret unfortunately um I think fundamentally like in general consumers are really over subtle like they're really over things pretending to be what they're not or people saying that oh this is just my everyday bag that I use all the time or this is my everyday makeup routine when it's like a bunch of gifted and sponsored products like nothing that is sold as regular and normal and everyday and oh just get ready with me like nothing feels authentic therefore I feel like the consumers are more excited by a maximalist approach where you see these really over the top like engaging interesting marketing campaigns and they actually enjoy it because it's inspirational like words like iconic and memorable like I think that is what is exciting consumers to purchase things as opposed to trying to sell them as like oh this is for everyone like no we're so bored like marketing is so oversaturated it's so boring everyone's doing the same thing they have been for five years where is the excitement um like that kind of leads me into like slightly being off topic in terms of like fashion week like I feel like the runways were everyone was trying to like create a viral moment and it kept feeling like they were trying to create a viral moment and I think this is where brands are really struggling because consumers are so savvy to it now like they know what goes on behind the scenes they know when they're being sold something they know when someone's trying to do a certain thing because we have TikTok and that's like blasted our minds open to how everything sort of truly works to a certain extent obviously um but with these like guerrilla marketing campaigns like the Maybelline Lash campaign like people were like this is so cool this is so fun this is so innovative like the comments on that were insane and like the post impressions were like going crazy because people were sharing it and people were like oh this is so cool um and it sort of was like a moment in time um whereas if they'd try to like create a viral moment it's just like oh boring because that's what everyone's trying to do and when everyone tries to create a viral moment the viral moment isn't going to be successful because it's just one viral moment amongst 10 and I feel like that's kind of where marketing went wrong over fashion week was instead of organically like focusing on creating iconic memorable stuff and moments and you know 
things to be inspired by it was like these stunts and trying to create outrage so that there would be a viral moment and lots of impressions and lots of followers and lots of likes and it's like not everything can be ruled by numbers sometimes you just have to make something really cool um and I think that's what guerrilla marketing is it's like okay let's put the ROIs and the impressions and the numbers aside and let's just create something really cool and really fun and really engaging and I think that is where Jack Moose is really killing it and I do think that their marketing team at the moment is one of the best in the world um, because what they're doing is so smart. I do think they'll need to change tactics soon because they have you know done a couple of campaigns now that have all been amazing but I think people are going to sort of again have that fatigue like we're getting fatigue very very quickly with marketing so you have to keep changing and shifting but I think their ability to move on things like this and understand that tapping into you know the average person in this way is really really smart and obviously it's working because a lot of other brands are now following suit and copying but now that brands are copying they need to shift and change because obviously people will be like oh another giant bag (laughs) that's just the world we live in now our attention spans are so short and what we find engaging we're only engaged with for five minutes so I'm super excited to see what they do next and also thank you to Jack Moose for sparking this whole thought process in my brain about how guerrilla marketing is coming back and why it's happening and who they're trying to target and how it's paying off and you know tapping into the average person outside of social media because no one cares about social media anymore it's just a whole thing and I think this is what makes PR and marketing so interesting is that it changes all all the time and I guarantee you if you listen to this episode in like a year's time two years time it won't be relevant because we'll have moved on to something else even in a couple of months time it won't be relevant and that's sort of the fun of working in this industry is getting to be so flexible and move and shift and change um and that's like advice that I would give to anyone who's like trying to navigate this world that we live in this society and culture which is so fast-paced so oversaturated everybody's bored um but everybody wants to be sold to at the same time um you know what a fun job that we get to do something different basically every week and figure out it's like a rubik's cube trying to figure out what's new and what's coming and what we should do and what we shouldn't do and there's no right or wrong answer at the end of the day but i just thought this was an interesting um sort of deep dive into that specific style of marketing that I think is popping off right now um so I hope you found that interesting um if you did head on over to the PR department podcast on Instagram and leave me a comment or drop me a DM like I always love to hear from anybody listening because otherwise I feel like I'm just in a vacuum talking to myself so that's always nice um but yeah I will see you guys in the next one